This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joker here. <laughs> and boy, did you get a wrong number. If you're looking for the Geeks Out crew, they're a little tied up at the moment. Hiya, pudding. Be quiet, Harley. If you want to see them again, stay tuned to Joy 94.9. Now, we're going to be taking a look at Queer for Fear, the history of queer horror produced by Brian Fuller and featuring the likes of Brianna Vensukas, Ven- Vensukas, uh, Leslie Headland, Justin Simeon, Kimberly Pierce, Tommy Pico, Carmen Maria, Mikado, and so much more. We've got a quick trailer, don't we, Clayton? We do. Here we go. Horror is interwoven with queerness. Queer people are considered outside of society. And horror is outside of society. The werewolf is the perfect allegory for coming out of the closet. Dracula's modus operandi appears to be to enslave women and torture men with a kind of psychosexual obsession. So many of us can relate to being the monster in the room. There's a power in being a monster. You begin with queer artists taking the spaces we're allowed to have and slipping what we can say into those spaces. We've been a part of the genre of art since the beginning. That was, of course, Queer for Fear. If you're not familiar with the premise, it is a docu-series currently on Shutter, produced by Brian Fuller. That's basically going to be walking us through the history of the horror genre's queer roots. And it certainly makes for compelling viewing. It really does. Like, I um, have watched the first two episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how many are out on Shutter. Is there only one out on Shutter so far? Or I'm I'm not sure. Um, all I know is that we're very privileged to be friends of Shutter. Yes, we um, are. Which I think is another queer code. I want to say, we're friends of Shutter. <laughs> it's like Dorothy, uh, but with evil. Yeah, like friends of Dorothy, but, you know, like super... Natural and spooky. Uh, no, we're very honoured to be friends with Shudder and to have been able to see the first two episodes in advance. And we can personally attest to our enjoyment of it. I do want to say that for a queer viewer, the idea that queerness is intrinsically a part of the horror genre feels intuitive. That if you would ask us, we would say, of course, horror is queer at heart. Always has been, always will be. But I know that there are other folks out there whose gaydar is not as finely honed and, you know, might not be aware of how much it, it permeates uh, the entirety of horror. It, like, it, it's been an allegory for a long time, but also for a long time, queer people um, were used as the monsters of horror. So, it sort of has had two sides to it. It's been, it had a good side and a bad side. And considering there's all these queer creators as well, like, you know, we get to see through the documentary this incredible story about how all of these 
queer creators and artists actually took on the monster and humanized the monster. Because that's always the great sensibility about horror is that the, the on-screen creature is so often the, you know, the relatable, sympathetic part of the story, whereas it's humans themselves who are the monsters. I've got a great quote in here, actually, which I do love. Um, Knowledge is knowing that Frankenstein is not the monster. Wisdom is knowing that Frankenstein is the monster. So, yeah, it's exactly what this series is about in lots of ways. Yep, I heard that uh, Victor Frankenstein entered a bodybuilding competition and completely misread the premise. (laughs) 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 That's 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 tonight's dad joke, right? Miranda's, but um, I I do want to say, queer for fear. It's not just a group of LGBTQA plus folk. navel gazing about the nature of the horror genre though that is a fun part and it's always good to have that and those bouncy fun discussions but you know even i and i'm a queer viewer was surprised to the extent that um queer history is intrinsic to horror like you know i knew some bits and pieces like uh director james whale um you know, who, who directed um, Boris Karloff in Frankenstein. He was uh, famously a gay man, um, faced a lot of challenges because of it. They made a film uh, about him with Ian McKellen and Brendan Fraser back in. Yep. Gods and Monsters. If you, if you want to check that out. And if you don't have that knowledge of like, of James Whale, uh, which I didn't until I watched that movie. So that movie is Mm -hmm. another great way to sort of come into this as well. Absolutely. But there there is so much in this documentary um, that that really just informs a lot of, you know, again, you know, it's a pretty comprehensive history just in the first two episodes, although I'm sure there's going to be a lot more down the track. Um, So what I, I, I... yeah, go on. Sorry, you paused, so I just jumped in. Uh, so, what I'm really <laughs> enjoying about the series is the, the great diversity of voices that we're seeing. Um, it's, I mean, we've got people of colour, we've got trans women, we've got gay men um, and women, and we've got drag queens and sort of more and in there. So, it's great that the voices are not just a couple of white dudes sitting around talking about it. It actually brings mm-hmm. out huge elements of a queer culture. One of the things I really love about this, and this is a part of my conversation with Brian Fuller that you will hear in our next segment is uh, when producing this series, they approached so many different voices, you know, not just LGBTQA voices, but a lot of allies stepped back and said, this isn't my lane. This isn't my story, which uh, I personally think is really incredible. But the one, the sole heterosexual voice in the first two episodes, um, who again, you know, we discuss in the interview, so it's not quite a spoiler. Uh, we get to meet Oz Perkins, who, if you're not familiar with him, he is the son of the late Anthony Perkins, who was the star of Psycho. And we get this incredible story about how um, the perceptions of his queerness that came out of uh, Psycho affected both him as a queer man in real life and his career. And it, it really ties into the nature of some of the documentaries we're, we're getting from Shudder. I, I, can't, I, 
Clayton, I really love Shutter documentaries, is what I want to say. We've had a really good run with them. Um, what was the other one called again? Um, uh, we, there was another uh, we reviewed called Cursed Films. That's it. That was great, which, too. Which talked about, you know, the you know the haunted stories about films, which, you know, also picked apart the, the supernatural, you know, stories around tragedy. Um, and I had many of the same sort of feelings that I experienced when watching Cursed Films when watching Queer for Fear, because the producers bring this incredible depth and pathos to these stories and really drive home that this is about real people with real struggles who've been forced to live a secret much of the time. And, you know, they didn't just produce amorphous ideas out of a vacuum. And the, like the series very much deals with both the context and the subtext at the same time. So it's looking, um, so this was queer because of this really explicit thing, but then this was queer because of these little subtly subtleties that were here. And I think that's a really good way to look at history is that it wasn't just the explicit, it was the implicit as well. Absolutely. And I imagine that you and like, I, I'm definitely going to keep watching mm. as more episodes come out. Um, Clayton, what do you really want from this series going forward? Like what parts? I want, re- yeah, I want what I've got so far, which is, um, a lot of surprises. Like I, apart from James Whale, I can say that I was very much surprised by every other name that's been mentioned so far. Mm. So, um, James Whale, obviously I only knew because of gods and monsters really. So, um, <laughs> which, you know, it's probably sad that I don't know my horror queer history well enough, but it's also great to, to look at it from this way. And in this series, the way that it is snappy and it, um, kind of keeps moving and it's colorful and modern and classic at the same time. Um, yeah. I think it really works for it. Um, I, I particularly want to see more talking about some of the problematic representation uh, in horror. This is something that you and I actually talked about in a show a short while back. We have, yes. Um, you know, particularly the trope of trans people being predatory. The example that comes to my mind is uh, Sleepaway Camp. Um, uh, the rev- Rocky Horror is another really good example of that. Rocky Horror is another good example. And yet, when having discussions about those sorts of films, I know trans folk who will say, oh, but, you know, like, even though they're a monster and they're horrible, they're still fantastic and I love them, which which does, I know, like, confuse me a little bit sometimes. Um, I, I suppose that's just my personal bias. Um, I also, I remember a friend of ours telling me about the, the queer representation in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 and also thinking, oh, that's a little bit off. And yet I know a lot of cis gay men who love that film and think it's incredible. And that's the real complexity of watching, like, um, and maybe they'll get to that eventually, um, but watching that Nightmare on Elm Street film, and I did not understand that was queer when I was younger. And now as a grown-up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see now. Yep, cool. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the coach in his leathers. Mm-hmm. That's totally queer. Yeah, and the, the, the shower spanking scene, which, you know, it's like, okay, got it. Yep. Yeah, that, was, that was a little bit problematic. But uh, yep. either way, um, we're enjoying this series. If you're interested in checking out Queer for Fear, the history of queer horror, it's streaming now on Shudder with new episodes every week. We've got a very special treat for you in our next segment, because early last week, I had a chance to sit down 
with the producer Brian Fuller, who, who like I said, he's a TV dynamo. Uh, Dead Like Me, Pushing Daisies, Star Trek Discovery, Hannibal, American Gods. Now he's doing this project and, and, you know, we here at Joy had a chance to actually talk to him. So stick around if you're keen to hear that. I had to give this to you and I'm just so, like, my heart's broken. I had to give this one away. I'm anyway, sorry. I'm so sorry. You're on Geeks Out on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.